Ladies and gentlemen, the questions you've all been asking are now being answered. Welcome to another edition of It's All About Who You Know, the podcast where influential people discuss big topics in sports, faith, and more. Your host is a wrestler with Oregon State University. He has a 4.9 star Uber rating, and he interns for his pastor. Here is Christian Robertson. What is going on, guys? Welcome to today's episode of It's All About Who You Know. Today's guest is Bryce Meredith. So Bryce and I, we met, um, he was talking, to, you heard a little bit, or you will hear a little bit, sorry. Uh, we kind of banter back and forth about uh, my buddy, Mike Machiavello. So we actually met, he was talking to Mike in, uh, in Vegas when I was out there in Vegas, and Mike's a good buddy of mine. We met at uh, Ultimate Training Camp last year through Athletes in Action, which if you're an athlete, college athlete, high school going into college, just out of college, um, I would highly recommend looking into that camp. That's the Ultimate Training Camp. If you type it in, Ultimate Training Camp, Athletes in Action, um, you'll find it, and I would highly recommend it. That place is awesome, changed my life, just Great camp, great time, great people, and uh, you get to learn how to get closer with God and you know share that experience with other people and integrate it in sport, which you know there's not too many things better than that. So, um, so yeah, I was out there in Vegas and I met Bryce. I was, they were sitting down talking, and uh, I was. Trying to, I was messing with Mock, and I, I handed him a flyer. He's like, "Why don't you give one of these to Bryce?" And so I just handed it to Bryce, and then I DM'd him like a day later, and he was like, "Yeah, let's do it." Uh, about the podcast, he's like, "Yeah, let's do it." And so here we are. Um. So yeah, just great time, great guy. Really knows how to speak well, uh, and is very smart, and is well diversified. He's one of the guys that I really feel is a forerunner for college wrestlers getting their due in the workforce college wrestlers getting their due in business college wrestlers you know not just hanging on to that moment of glory or or maybe not a moment of glory but being able to take that hard work into things I think he's one of the first guys that is being able to use you know his platform as a wrestler and you know take his Instagram, his social media following and fame and, and be able to diversify that and market himself and brand himself. And he talks about that a little bit and, and he talks about it a lot better than I can. Um, so yeah, that's just, just really great uh, how he's able to articulate that and talk about that. Um, yeah, if you guys uh, if you guys haven't yet, go over to my YouTube channel and subscribe, The Barbell Experience. Uh, check out my t-shirts there will probably be a link in this podcast for them and there will definitely be a link where will I put a link there will be a link somewhere but probably in this podcast um, or on my most recent YouTube video the next YouTube video I post so probably after this there will be a link in the description there DM me on Instagram at Barbell Robertson if you want one of those T-shirts. Follow me on Instagram at Barbell Robertson, um, you know, so I can start making money and get a following and validate myself as a human being, and not have to worry about that uh, because I think you guys know that life 
is hard and if you don't get at least 400 likes on your instagram profiles or instagram pictures that it's just way harder and it becomes meaningless so you guys can relate to that um yeah so go over subscribe share check out the t-shirts check out bryce uh check go check out his new youtube channel bryce meredith follow him on instagram bryce meredith 001 and uh yeah without further ado here we go yeah, yeah, I'm in Laramie right now, so. Gotcha. How's all that going? Yeah. Uh, it's good, bro. Just, I mean, I'm not traveling near as much as I did last summer uh, with, like, clinics and stuff, so that's really nice, but still kind of balancing around quite a bit, you know. Gotcha. Now, how's, uh, are, are you good on time? I don't, uh, I don't need to keep you too long if your time is. No, you're good, man. Okay. Um, how is the traveling? Where, where are you traveling? I, you were, uh, you're going to, you're coming to Oregon this week, right? Yes, yeah, so I'm going to Oregon, and then San Diego, and then from San Diego, I come home for a couple of days, and then I'll be in Hawaii, actually. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, Mike, uh, Mike Machiavellio and myself are going to go do a clinic out there, and then um, and then from there, we go to Vegas, and then just a couple more places, little places, and then be done with that. Gotcha. You're doing a camp with Mike. I'm so sorry, man. That guy. He's yeah. he's the work no. Mike's my buddy. He was like my second guest on the podcast. Yeah, he's uh he's one of the best, bro. Dude, he's he's, uh, he's one of the most dudes ever. Oh my gosh. He was uh so we hung out a little bit in Vegas. He came over to my uncle's and uh I was asking him about the when he slapped that dude and I guess Zadik was like, Hey bro, you can't be apologizing to people anymore. <laughs> I know. It's, he literally just says sorry and shit. Like it's so funny. I he like I just start laughing sometimes when he's talking, I'm like, dude, you need to quit being just so kind. Yeah. Like be a little bit, uh, <laughs> be a little bit less nice, bro. It's yeah. Just, it's hilarious, but he's one of the best for sure. Yeah. He's a good dude. Um, yeah. sorry, I'm doing, where are you at now? Right now? What, what you been doing? Uh, I just, uh, got back to Oregon. I went down to, uh, I went down to Cali. My family lives in, uh, San Clemente and, uh, I actually got to, uh, so, Kassar was one of my one of my he was my last guest, and uh, I saw he was in Cali, and I texted him. I was like, "Hey, what part of what part of Cali are you in?" He was like, "Oh, I'm in Laguna." I was like, "Oh, dude, I'm uh, I'm like 20 minutes away." So went down there, went to the beach with him. We went to church and hung out, and then we worked out one of those days. So it was it was cool. It was fun. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah, that's nice. Got to got to learn from the man. So it was fun. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a good dude too. Uh, I've only been around him a couple times, but. I remember, like, when I was, I don't know, my freshman year or whatever, like, even my parents uh, and the Nichols are, like, really good friends. And then mm -hmm. Anthony and them. Anthony went with the Nichols to Nationals or whatever. So, like, my parents all hung out with them and knew him before I even knew him. But he's, you know, he's a good dude. He's one of the, one of the boys for sure. Yeah, no, he, seem, he seems like a pretty good guy. I was, uh, I think we hit it off on the podcast and then we had a good time down there. So, spent the whole day. So, yeah, got to meet, uh, got to meet David. So, that was cool. Kind of, oh, DT. Yeah, it kind of stinks about his knee and everything, though. Yeah, man, it's a bummer. Uh, is he like? Can he be like showing moves and stuff even right now? You need, uh, how, how clinics doing? Um, Anthony had to show just about everything. Yeah, I bet. So, but I think um, I think they scheduled all that before he got hurt, obviously, and then. Yeah. Um. So that kind of. I stinks. guess like, it's, you know what I mean. It's just like the influence and the talking and stuff when it comes down to it. Yeah, man. Uh, more, 
actual showing like you know crazy techniques all the time yeah no i mean world champ in the toughest weight class that's i'm sure you've sure he's probably got something to offer you know yeah of course there's some value there um so are you going are you going to be in the in washington at all um no i don't think so so i I was maybe going to go do a clinic out there so i with i do one in that in ording with uh, uh coach pete I don't know if that's his name. Okay, probably a different guy. Yeah, don't ask me names. So. <laughs> I'll end up. For, I, I don't know anybody's name, so it's tough. But uh, no, I I don't know. I don't think so. I was trying not to do as many clinics this year, man. Last year killed me. He was like, you get taken away from training way too much, and the next thing you know, like, you know, you travel one day, do two days of a clinic, travel the next day, and then you want to break the day after that, but yeah. you haven't even been training. So the next thing you know, you go five days without training, and it's just. This is not really the you know the best thing for me at, at this point in my career. Gotcha. Um, so with training and everything, how's how's that going? How's um, you know making the adjustments and stuff? Yeah, it's good, man. Uh, I just you just gotta learn the game of freestyle more is what I figured out. Like I, I know how to wrestle in freestyle positions just as well as I do folk style positions. I'm uh, you know what I mean. I was successful in freestyle growing up as well, but it's just like the game of freestyle, like managing the match with the pushouts. And, um, I mean, I guess for me, the reason why I don't like it as much as maybe other people is, is because you do, you can just kind of like stand around and mm-hmm. wait and be a very, very defensive wrestler Yeah. where like, oh, so you can just go out and take people to deep waters and just kind of like see what happens. And once you're there, you know, you can just yeah. really just grind seven minutes straight, every position, no, no stoppage. You know, you have to be able to wrestle in all three positions very, very well. Um, so I guess it's like one part that I had it really like I'm adjusting to now because I thought I was going to still be able to go out there and just kind of, you know, be able to shoot and shoot and shoot. But you get really defended. You get put in weird positions that you don't really want to be in in freestyle. So uh, just really trying to like tone myself down, which I don't really enjoy, but trying to chill out a little bit, you know, and then allow the match to happen more in the, the freestyle game, I guess. You just kind of slowing it down a little bit. Yeah, that's that's main thing. It's just really slowing it down. I just got to, like, chill out a little bit <laughs> because, I mean, like, you know, I can go up on people or whatever. I'll be up 4 and the next thing you know, like, I, I keep shooting, and then it, you just start bleeding slowly because they'll get two there, yeah. and they'll get two, and then two, and then they'll get two more, and then you're like, they haven't even taken – for me, it's like they haven't even taken me down, but now they're winning 6-4 to four without a takedown. So, which is, you know, just something that you got to just adapt to. And I didn't wrestle free for like six years, too. I didn't wrestle at all in college. I took my time in the summers and took my break and stuff, so I'm rusty for sure. Yeah, but it's good. It, it's figuring itself out. Yeah. Did you? Um, so, like, how did you feel about the um, the open then and how you did and everything? Or did you learn? Yeah, I mean, I, I felt great, man. I had, you know, I felt really good. I had like my hyper focus really going uh, and everything like that. But like I said, I mean, if you look at my matches, I did. I think I gave up one, one real takedown. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I went two and two. And I gave up one real, just like what you would call just a normal takedown. All everything else came from like pushouts off my shots, uh, and like little exposures, you know. Mm-hmm. But so that's that's kind of what I mean. Like I just have to learn how to play that game a little bit better. Yeah. And I gotta chill. I just can't shoot as much. I gotta chill out a little bit, <laughs> and uh, you know, kind of like let the match come to me more than because like in folks, I was just like I'm gonna punch you in the face in the first second, yeah. and I'm just gonna keep coming, but. And freestyle, it's, 
it just doesn't work out as as well as I was planning. Yeah, it seems. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like you're you're kind of a you got a grinder style, and yeah, freestyle. You're on your feet more, but it almost slows that down because there's just so many ways to get scored on being an aggressive guy, you know? Yeah, there really is. And, I mean, that's a really perfect way to put Like, for me, in folk style, it's like I'm going to shoot four times. And whatever happens in those four shots, I could probably end up on top of them most of the time. Yeah. Right? Freestyle, it's like you shoot in, and then the dude exposes you off of your shot or chest wraps you or whatever. It's just a completely different scenario. Yeah. Uh, it's okay. I mean, of course, like I enjoy, I enjoy learning the new positions of it and all, but, uh, like I said, I, I think it's just more of a game than yeah. it is actually, uh, like a fight. Gotcha. So are you, so what do you, what do you want to do? Are you going to fight? Are you going to coach wrestling? What's, uh, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I'm going to go at, through 2020 for sure. Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after 2020, I'm going to kind of reevaluate where I actually want to go, uh, with fighting and stuff. I mean, I've, I'm really drawn to it. I have a really good wrestling style for fighting, mm-hmm. just kind of like, you know, a very uh, lucid, scrambling type of way of wrestling, which yeah. transitions very well. I'm really tall. I, I move say, well. So longer a little bit. Yes. Yeah, and if, like, if I fight at 135, which I would, like, I'd be a really tall, lengthy 135-pounder. And uh, so for me, like, it's very appealing. When I when I just roll with people, you know, I, haven't, I don't ever go in there and, like, I haven't full sparred with anybody. Yeah. But – just like when I go and grapple and roll with people and stuff, like I, I have a really good feel for it. I've done it for a while. So it's something that I'm very, very, very attracted to. But, you know, at the end of the day, too, it's kind of hard to leave wrestling because, I mean, it's something that we do so well and it's everything that we've done forever. And you're just leaving it to, you know, maybe go get punched in the head a whole bunch of times, which, you know, at the end of the day, you got to, you got to do, you got to take care of your brain. Yeah. Cause I mean, all, all the glory and fame and, uh, whatever that sports can bring you, it, like, it means nothing at the end, you know. Yeah. So you got to make sure you keep yourself safe. There's a lot of fighters in there. They're 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 just like, I don't give enough. I'll go, you know, I'll go special ed for the sport. And, I mean, I I agree, to a point, right? So. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I mean, you get a limited time on this earth. I mean, every I mean, like everything you do is gonna take time off your clock, you know. But, I don't know. I look at you know, every sport is like, it's fun, it's enjoyable, but most of all, like, you know, it's just a platform that we can use. It's an influence yeah. and, you know, what you do with that is, you know, you know, what you do with it. I mean, cause nothing, yeah. nobody's, you know, I keep hearing the, uh, the greatest of all time talk in the UFC and everything. It's like nobody they're talking about hasn't fought in the last year. Like everybody they're talking about has fought in like the last two months. So it's just yeah. like everything kind of fades away, but it's what you do with forgets you so quickly man it's, yeah i mean that, that's just how it is and that's what i always say too like it's not the wins and losses of sports but just the characteristics that you can build as a person and like what you do with those characteristics either in and during the sport or after the sport you know so um i don't i don't want to sit on the porch and watch the sunrise and be safe my whole life but then again like you don't want to go out there and just <laughs> get your head knocked off just for, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, you got to you got to weigh the risk and everything too. But what yeah, um good. yeah, but it's I mean it's fun. I I've been doing it the last two summers and I'm going to get into it when I'm done and yeah, I was actually just Yeah, so that's uh that's what I think I'm going to do. I was just talking to our coach up in Portland 
two days ago trying to get a roadmap and, and he wants to talk to our guys and kind of give them that too. So, yep. so it should no, be. I mean, it's fun. And, uh, I mean, it's a really good life too, honestly. Yeah. Like it's a, a fun lifestyle. I mean, you only fight a couple times a year too, so it's really not that crazy, but, yeah. uh, you know, just going in and being able to train all sorts of different mixed martial arts is something that's really appealing to me because, you know, you know how it is with wrestling. Like it, it gets down to the point where it's like, if, if you can't take the guy down, you're not as good as the amount on your feet, you're probably just never going to beat him. Mm-hmm. Where mixed martial arts, you can kind of start approaching things from a lot of different angles, and, uh, you know, it adds a little bit more flavor to it. Yeah, my mom was saying that. She was like, is it, like, um, she was like, is it uh, ever frustrating, like, being around, like, guys that can probably beat you in wrestling, but you could whoop? And I was like, ah, uh, a little bit, but I, I don't know. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's just one of those things. But like you said, like, there's just so many different ways to win. You yeah, know. and that's where it's – I mean, that's why you see champions stay champions not very long. <laughs> yeah. That's why they all – they're all for like a belt or two or – you know what I mean? They, I mean, geez, most people don't even defend the belt that they have for that long. No. Where yeah. in rest, it's kind of like the top dudes stay the top dudes forever. Yeah, it's, it's weird. It seems like every – like whenever you narrow the style down, it's just like that much more like harder it is to beat somebody, you know? Like Greco, yeah, sure. like you see guys like Corellin who stayed on top for years and years, and you get four-time Olympic champs, and then freestyle, it's even less, and then you know MMA, yeah. it's even less than that. It's just, it's just one of those things. Yeah, that's that's why it's also very appealing, I think. But yeah, well, um, what else? What like as far as like work and stuff? Is there anything else that interests you? I mean, you're, I'm sure you're probably making some decent money with wrestling camps and stuff right now. Yeah, man. I mean, I mean, I got very, I got very fortunate uh, with like right at the end of my college career, just kind of branding myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, simple with the hair, the leg sleeve, and then I made shirts and uh, everything like that. And and then I got very fortunate as well with I had that letter to wrestling that you know really blew up. Uh, it was after the NCAA's. It's mm-hmm. like those letters that you do. Yeah. And a lot of people really gravitated towards that. So the amount of clinics and uh, merchandise and everything that like kind of you know, fell into place was just really insane. I mean, I made way more money than, you know, my, what you would ever think just a national finalist could have made. Yeah. You know, clinics and from my influence and stuff. So for me personally, I just love this lifestyle of training as hard as I can, influencing kids, trying to teach kids wrestling. And then for me, like, I'm also trying to get into the, like, creating content of some sort, you know. Um, I don't, you know, I don't want to, like, become like a, a comedy page on YouTube and I don't want it to be a, just a normal, you know, motivation Gary V every single day yeah. talking you know, crazy motivation. But uh, for me, I just love creating and love finding different ways to monetize myself. Yeah. Because I mean, at the day, you know, you're probably only going to have so much time in your life to monetize yourself as a human. Mm-hmm. So uh, for me, I'm just always trying to find different avenues and continuing my growth and stuff like that, reaching out to people uh, having them help me with videography and photography and stuff like that because, um, you know, I think naturally I have just good insight on things and we've been through a lot through traveling and sports and everything like that that I think we have wisdom that can be shared with young kids and they will gravitate towards our words much more than, you know, even just the adults because that's what I mean. Like our time to monetize ourselves is pretty, pretty narrow. Yeah. And, for me, I just really want to push this 
that you you don't have to be just a wrestler. That's mm-hmm. kind of my my biggest thing. I you know I, I tweeted something out and I meant and I said I I, I respect all high level wrestlers, but there's very few that I would consider a role model because mm-hmm. a lot of them to me. I mean, it sounds bad, but they're just kind of like corny, or they're just they're just not that much. There's they're not that unique, right? Yeah. They're who they are, their character characteristics as a human is like, and their identity is kind of small, kind of like a, like let's say a bathtub. And yeah. our goal is to always like try to expand our identity as humans, you know. So we try to make it a lake or uh, an ocean or whatever you want to say. Because if you throw a brick in a bathtub, it's like, yo, what the who just throw a brick in my bathtub? But if you throw a brick in a lake, it's not as big of a deal. Yeah. And I think a lot of times when people do play sports and whatever, they, they get their identity so locked on just this one thing that instantly when they lose or instantly when it ends, they just, they can't even function as normal humans and they just derail. So for me, it's, I'm always just trying to push. I mean, I'm just trying to push my life that what I like to do. Yeah. Obviously. But, and I, and I hope other kids can gravitate towards that as well as like, Oh, you can be a good student. You can be, doing this you can be having fun you can also be digging into these types of avenues while going through you know the sports that you're doing so um for me that's that's kind of my my main goal and my main uh thoughts moving forward it it seems to me like you're just you're basically saying just just be yourself and be outspoken about it kind in a way you know i feel yeah i I agree with you like wrestlers are i really i take issue with how narrow-minded a lot of wrestlers are it's like you can't even get a wrestler to go to a different sporting event because they it's just not wrestling. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. It's like every single time I pick up a basketball, everybody's like, you're a wrestler. You can't play basketball. I'm like, shut up. What are you talking about, dude? Yeah. I love basketball. Or, and that's just like a very childish example. But no, no, that's, that's what true. I mean. Every single interview is the exact same. Every single thing that you do is the exact same. All you do is wrestle and say you're excited to compete. Like say something cool, bring something in. Try to actually talk about influencing kids in a in a different way than what you've always said in every single interview. Because for a lot of times I'm like, yeah, that was really cool when you said that the first time. Bring something else to the table, and that's why I think Jordan Burroughs does such an incredible mm-hmm. job because he will be outspoken with his you know with his thoughts and uh, you know like he'll I mean he's just more outspoken. And but he still has his family, he still has his God, he still you know, has wrestling that he's very tied to, but he also talks about other things more in depth. And, you know, I even want more than that and more, uh, you know, different point of views, really. Yeah, I think, yeah, I mean, I think it's just like, it's getting old, you know? I mean, we're we're in a very low, I think wrestling's starting to branch out and be, you know, transcend a little bit, but it's still, there's like barriers in its way. And when a guy like, you know, I think Kassar did a good job um, you know, when guys like you, when you do the gross, you know, the Seth gross match and stuff like when you do things that are interesting and fun and it's like what people want to see and like you talk a little bit of shit or you say something funny yep. when, uh, when Jordan was doing all that stuff about Imar, you know, saying how, you know, he's the big brother and stuff like that was funny. That was entertaining. And I think we need more of that guys getting out of that box and that window of like, Oh, wrestling is supposed to be respect and you're supposed to be nice. It's like, yeah, that's cool and all, but yeah. nobody likes it. And we're trying to kill each other on the map. You know, if a ref's not there, like somebody's going to get hurt. Yep. I mean that, so yeah. I don't, I mean, that's, yeah, that's what I always say too, bro. It's like everybody, everybody always is like, Oh, I wish wrestling had more publicity. I wish wrestling had more money. I wish this. And then instantly when somebody's unique or has a little bit different, they go, don't be that way. You just need to love wrestling and be excited and wrestle. And that's all you need to do. And then also it's like, and then they go, Oh, why, 
why would you charge X amount of thousand dollars for a camp? You should give back to the sports that's given you this life. And I'm just like, you guys are so silly and you guys don't understand how any type of market works and how any like economy works. Yeah. You have to put money into it and there has to be something to actually market. You know, it has to be marketable. And I mean, just so many people in wrestling just try to kill it. It's like wrestling's so funny in the fact that like if you like seriously, like if you tweet a curse word, you might like lose a big chunk of the wrestling community, which for me personally, I don't, I try not to be like super, you know, like that on social media just cause it's unnecessary. Yeah. But it's, it's just kind of like, damn, like if I want to say shit and damn, I'm going to say it and you shouldn't say anything about it because you probably say it too. So I don't have, that's not, I don't know. Kids are on YouTube and everything that these days anyways, like they're going to hear curse words. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, obviously there's a degree of like, you know, sure. censor yourself a little bit, but you can't censor yourself to the point where you're not being who you are, you know? Yeah. And if and if it's if it's something that needs to be censored, then maybe change who you are, not change what you're saying, you know what I mean? Yeah, or like, I, you know, I too, man, there's always like a fine line and I mean, there's obviously people out there that I mean, I I would say I would never be anything. I would never go that far ever, you know what I mean? But that's it's their market that's their lane it's you know it's your life and you got to decide like what type of influence you actually care to have and for me personally i think influence is kind of like if if your influence actually matters it's going to like transcend time a little bit yeah and people that are just kind of idiots and funny for now their influence will only be funny for a little bit and then people are going to grow out of their yeah. stuff so like you want your influence to be kind of timeless and the fact that like Four years from now, people are still caring about your influence, not because you were, you know what I mean. They thought you were cool for one month. Yeah, and you're and you're a Christian, and, and you've been pretty outspoken about your faith, and and I've talked about this a lot, but like, we have a limited time to make a like an eternal impact, you know, like the things you're saying, the things you're doing, like have probably led people, you know, to a church or to Christ, and that's an eternal impact. And you know, in a hundred years, there's probably not going to be too many people that remember that Bryce Meredith was you know, a, a national finalist and one of the most exciting guys, but yeah. there's going to be like a ripple effect that continues throughout the generations. And yeah, for sure. And I mean, that's, I mean, that's our main goal, right? Is to, you know, for me, it's not like to show the Jesus that is a judge that is about judgmental. I just want to show the sacrifice and suffering and the blueprint that we were given of grace and, you know what I mean? And freedom and love and these types of things. And for me, I think if you start kind of living that out and speaking about it in correct terms, it, it goes a long way because, I mean, for me personally, like there's there's enough people out there claiming that you have to follow Jesus or you go to hell and they're sitting on the courts uh, on the you know corner saying you're going to hell if you don't yeah. follow Jesus. Like, we don't need to all be like that and everybody's going to have to try to transcend themselves through their faith in different ways and it's going to gravitate towards a lot of different people. Like there's... Some people that I look up to and with their faith and I'm like, you know, I want to be a Christian like them. And then there's other people where I'm like, they're, they're a very good Christian and, and they have good faith, but I'm not, I'm not, it's not really resonating with me. So mm -hmm. it's kind of like that influence thing. Everything influences everybody different. Everything hits everybody differently. And that's our job for me to talk about mine and for you to talk about yours in, com you know, kind of completely different ways, but leading to the same direction. Yeah. You know, there's different people that we can reach and different people that we can't like, there's been, we have, um, we call the, the Ecclesia. They're like our small groups for our church. And we have yeah. an athletes one. And uh, there's people I've invited that haven't come. And then there's people that have come that have invited them. And then they come. And it's just like, there's just people you can't reach, you know? 
Yeah, exactly. And I mean, that's just how it, I mean, that's just the beauty of us being so different. Every human is so different. We're all, and I mean, we all operate on such different wavelengths. Like for me, like I need adrenaline. I need this. I need that compared to like my mom or one of my sisters. Like they don't need that, that kind of stimulation. Like they're fine with just walking and reading a book. If I had to do that, that would feel all the time, right? Like I'd feel like I'm in jail. Yeah. And then a lot of people don't want to be jumping off cliffs and jumping out of planes and stuff. So everybody just is operating on completely different wavelengths. We all have different happinesses. We all have different uh, like ways that communication can uh, like actually resonate. You know, like I know some people that if somebody starts getting a little bit too loud, they shut down. And mm-hmm. then the other person needs that. Like somebody needs them to yell at them. So, um, you know, I think that's why I think that's honestly, I'm so hopeful about the future through YouTube and podcasting and all these types of different avenues is because now you are getting these long form discussions like we're having right now Mm -hmm. that can resonate with anybody based on who you are and who you want to listen to. Like for some people, they're going to want to listen to Joe Rogan. Some people, nobody's going to, they're not going to ever want to listen to Joe Rogan Mm -hmm. and whatever it may be, right. Those, those things are going to connect us into a different way. And it's actually going to help us just like, I mean, geez, dude, the way podcasts have, how much I've learned in podcasts in the last couple of years of my life is more than I would have learned in the last 10 years reading books. And that's just because I'm not going to read that much. I'm yeah. not. I'm, and, you know, I might just read a book and it might just be science fiction. It might be fun. But now I get to listen to a physicist speak about him studying X, Y, Z and his personal experience through it. And I'm just like, you know, it's just very incredible uh, the amount of information we have. Yeah, I think people retain more from a, from a conversation than like a presentation or something. So even obviously it's secondhand, but hearing that conversation I think is, uh, is, you know, very valuable. And I think people learn a lot from that. Um, yeah, I mean, that was one of the reasons I wanted to start. This was just, I was like, you know, I, I think I could probably do it. We'll see. Might as I don't want to look back and say, Oh, what if I would have tried that? You know, when it's too late, you know, cause you got, you got a very limited amount of time. Um, okay. I'm gonna ask you, uh, couple more questions um oh no no no! i remember what i was gonna say the uh i think one of the biggest things that's helped out you know it's super cool to see like guys like you and you know even like there's a bunch of guys that have done really well in the sport that 10 years ago couldn't have gotten you know their fair shake and now are making money doing camps doing youtube doing you know podcasting whatever um you know how do you how do you feel about that as far as like social media and everything you think it's i mean i'm sure you're probably liking it but do you think like 10 years ago you'd be able to do much um i think it's just like everything man you got to you got to take it in moderation mm-hmm. and you got to understand what it's actually there for mm-hmm. so um like for me obviously that's where i get most of my clinics that's where i get all my influence uh platform really from right social media mm-hmm. and the amount of reach that we can have with people is insane like Back, like you said, 20 years ago, I would be doing clinics in Wyoming and Wyoming only, mm-hmm. you know, but now I'm going to the East Coast and the West Coast every other weekend because these people could simply get up on Instagram and DM me. Mm-hmm. So for me, like that's so, so incredible and I love it. Um, but there's always, you know, there's always a dark side. There's always a two sided coin where if you start getting consumed by social media and um, I guess, I mean, for me, it's like you just you just can't become like fake, right? Mm-hmm. You got, you got to live out yourself. And that doesn't mean that you can't enhance things, right? Like you don't have to post a picture of the five zits on your forehead every day, but you know, <laughs> still want to be who you are and you still want to live out who, what you're trying to live out. And then the other thing is, is, I mean, 
it's kind of like a self thing is like you got to keep your ego in check and you got to keep your um like your jealousy in check okay so for for a lot of people if you look at social media there's going to be a time that that somebody's doing something way cooler than you and it's going to make you jealous Mm -hmm. but like what do you actually do with that jealousy or that little hint of it does it inspire you right like oh dang that guy's doing something cool man that means like maybe tomorrow i should get up a little bit earlier and go on a hike just so i can go do something cool right so like i think if you can take social media in that breath it's very very good but if you start doing the hate like like oh i just hate how he does that oh i can't and then you start hating yourself because of it mm-hmm. and then you go down that path right then i think it's very very dangerous i think i mean it's just like anything right sugar yeah. is what our brain works on and like you're gonna need some type of carbs and sugars to actually be it but if you do too much then you become fat so just you got to be careful with your intake of everything because I mean, and we're, dude, I mean, you know, I say that and we all intake more than we should mm-hmm. because it's, we're just trapped, you know, we're little prisoners to social media. It's so hard to get on and off. Like you'll be sitting there instantly. If the conversation stops, you'll instantly just pick up your phone. You don't even know what you're doing. It's just natural to pick it up and start scrolling instantly when the time's shut off. So, um, that's where you just got to try to be very honest with yourself, which is not easy, but hold that black mirror up on your uh, on your screen and actually look at yourself and see if you're taking it in the right dosage and when you are taking it are you is it doing the right thing for your brain right like mm-hmm. if you're looking at garbage good luck yeah cuz it's it is going to turn your life into garbage too yeah eyes are the windows of the soul for sure yeah all right brother well this has been like fun what's up was that you like social media uh, I have like a 20 minute time limit on my phone and I don't even yeah. have, I don't even have the password. So, uh, I've, oh, that's smart, dude, cause I have the 30 minute one. Yeah. And, you know, it's, so this is where, this is why I say like, you have to be very honest with yourself because then I'll post something and I'll be like, Oh, well I got to go interact with the people or I got to go do this or, you know, whatever. And the next thing you know, you're on it for an hour, hour yeah. and a half dealing with stupid stuff. And I'm like, dude, you just, you just created up a you know, you made these excuses because, you know, you're some mindless passenger to your desires and wants. So that's why I say you got to be very careful with yourself. But good job with the uh, with the limit for sure. I appreciate that. I have it too. I just ignore it sometimes. Yeah. No, I had my buddy. Uh, I had my buddy do it on my phone. So I even got YouTube off my phone, and I'm a YouTuber. I just, I was like, Yep. I can't. Uh, I feel like it. It gives me opportunity to do more things that I probably need to be doing and actually want to be doing. Like it's, I mean, it's like a chain on you kind of, and you don't realize it, but like I've been reading my Bible more, praying more, talking to people more, you know, going outside more instead of just like sitting in my bed looking at like, it's just, it's just a trap and you don't even realize it. Yeah. That's, I mean, for me, I don't play video games. I don't even own a console or whatever. Yeah. I spend a lot of time with people doing things. So I, like I said, I'll reason it to myself sometimes, but for sure, when you're just chilling, I, I get a little bit too consumed. So yeah, it's a, it's a, battle. It's a battle for sure. Yeah. It's, um, it's definitely a slippery slope and I'm, uh, I'm honestly not too curious. I don't want to see what the repercussions are for the younger generation and just cause yeah. I think it's going to be bad, but I, I think we could be helpful though. And, uh, yeah. helpful and I, like I said, I, I think there's, they're learning a lot too. As yeah. Well. We just, uh, you just got to uh, take care of the dosage really. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, but Bryce. Part of Oregon from? Oh, I'm a. Some... No, I'm from Missouri originally. Oh, okay. Why are you in Oregon then? 
up there. I wrestled at Oregon State, and I went to a JUCO for two years, and then I transferred out here. Bro, I'm sorry. I thought you went to. Uh, I thought you were in California. No, 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 no. So I, my family lives in California. So yeah, I've I've been all around. Uh, I'm sorry, dude. I thought you wrestled in. I thought you wrestled for uh, Stanford, to be honest. But no, 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 no. No, I I wrestle at uh, Oregon State. Shit, my bad, dude. Yeah, no, like Ronnie weird. is Ronnie's my teammate, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, weird. I thought you were at uh Stanford. My bad. No, no, no. You're good, man. It's fine. Uh, Kassar didn't know my name the first day we hung out. <laughs> he, yeah. He thought it was uh, cause my um, I guess the person who got us in contact never told him my name, so he just thought yeah. it was Barbell. Like my YouTube channel is called the Barbell Experience, and he asked me Sorry, where we were going. Art, your last name is Bell. <laughs> yeah, he was like, dude, I thought your name was oh, because my Instagram is Barbell Robertson, and he just was like, I was like, his name's not really Barbell, is it? And he was like, I, it, we were on the way to church, like we've been hanging out for like four hours at this point, and he, he just starts laughing out of nowhere. I'm like, bro, what are you laughing about? He's like, dude, I thought your name was Barbell. <laughs> bro, gosh, you got too much muscle, man. He got to, he got to get. That's hilarious. Uh, it was funny, but it was cool, man. It was a fun time. Um, but yeah, I'm just I'm just trying to enjoy everything I'm doing right now. So enjoying the process. Keep so, doing that. All right, brother. Well, I'm gonna let you go. Um, all right, man. Um, yo, I got that YouTube page up going now too. I I don't know if you saw, but <laughs> could I maybe repost this on my YouTube channel with you? Yes, absolutely. So. Um, you share and then I'll put it out there just cause I, I, you know, I just want content really. Yeah. I'll, um, yeah, for sure. You can, uh, you can repost it. I'll get everything. And you can, bro. It's all good. What'd you say? I get what? You can say no if you want. Too. No, 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 I dude. I need, I want the clout. I got to get the clout. I figured it was, uh, I figured it was a two, you know, worked for both of us. Oh, it definitely helps out. So subscribe to the barbell experience. Um, no, I'll, uh, I'll get everything, um, together I'll, i gotta crop it and everything and then i'll um i'll put it on my channel i'll put it on my uh podcast and then we'll just do the the swap boy thank you so much and then i will for sure post about you yeah no problem man i appreciate it um where can uh people find your shoes the money meredith shoes oh they're sold out man are they so really now, now you just gotta hit the flicker world i guess or whatever people go into are you guys making more i'm sure yeah, so we'll make another model. So, you know, kind of run it more as if like that off-white supreme type of marketing scheme where, you know, you release X amount, they sell out quickly, and then you bounce. And, you know, you hopefully make more sometime. Like, uh, I mean, it's fun. Obviously, I wish I could just be slanging heck, heck of shoes out here. But, yeah. you know, it's uh, it's good. It's, it's, a, it's a long-term business model for sure. Who Now, who makes your shoes? Who's your provider? So, it's Wrestle Boutique. Okay, so and, it's like a newer company. Yeah, man, it's a it's a kid that kind of started up on his own, you know, or a younger adult. I shouldn't call him a kid, but um, you know, and he's done a really good job. He he, he does uh you know he does good stuff. He's it's fun to work with him. You know, you get more freedom. Like I said, I was with Adidas last year, and I have nothing bad to say about him, but you're also when you're out with like Adidas and stuff. I mean, they got like James Harden and people like that, so they're not really worried about the wrestling community when it comes yeah. down to it. So yeah. Um, it's a little bit more fun to get the uh, like hand on hands on experience and stuff. So we're working on some samples of some new shoes now to be out. Um, but yeah, I mean everybody can follow me on Instagram, Twitter at b meredith zero zero one. They're all the same. Um, and then from there, my YouTube. Actually, I don't even care about followers on Instagram anymore. Go subscribe. 
Oh. To try to. Wait, wait, play. say that again. It kind of. Uh, just at Bryce Meredith, so that's cool. Wait, say that again. It kind of went out. Say say that one more time. Yeah, it it uh it like buffered. Where where's your YouTube at? Uh, my YouTube is my full name, so Bryce Meredith. Okay. So make it easy for everybody; they can find it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. They'll subscribe. And, uh, I'm honestly get better, like video and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But all right, man. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, Bryce. Have a good one, man. God bless. See you, buddy. Yeah, you too. Dog. See ya. All right, guys. Well, I hope you liked that podcast. I hope that you got something out of it. I hope you enjoyed uh, some of the things that were said and, you know, were able to learn. Um, I don't think I lied. I think uh, I think Bryce articulates things very well. I think he's very smart and I think he is um, kind of a pioneer, you know, with this new social media age that we're going through and him marketing himself and getting into the fight world and everything and uh, and I think I think it's great. I think it, there's a lot of uh, wrestlers that can benefit and take the Bryce Meredith model. Uh, so I think that was super cool. If you haven't yet, go over and subscribe to his YouTube channel. Uh, just Bryce Meredith, just his name. And uh, also follow him on Instagram. Go over to my YouTube channel if you haven't. If you want to see some of my other videos, I've got Uber rides. I've got... Uh, some vlogs, uh, more stuff coming. In Your Face Faith is coming soon. Still trying to figure out what we're going to do with that and everything, but it will be coming soon. It should be good. It should be a lot of fun uh, and should be very insightful and hopefully will speak life into places where it's not. Um, so, But I'm really praying about that, uh, that segment and how we're going to do that and what we're going to do with it. Um, so go over to my YouTube channel, The Barbell Experience. And uh, yeah, I uh, think we're done here.